Hi, everyone. Welcome to Waste 360's Nothing Wasted podcast. On every episode, we invite the most interesting people in waste, recycling, and organics to sit down with us and chat candidly about their thoughts, their work, this unique industry, and so much more. So thanks for listening and enjoy this episode. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Stu Buckner, and I'm pleased to introduce this session, National Food Recovery Evolution, Meal Connect, and Feeding America. Our speakers are Justin Block, Managing Director of Digital Platform Technology, and Nathan Crow, Senior Account Manager of Agri-Sourcing Partnerships at Feeding America. Justin and Nathan, please begin. Great. Thanks, Stu. Appreciate it. <clears throat> and thanks, everybody, for making time to join us today. So I am Justin Block. I'm the Managing Director of the Digital Platform Team here at Feeding America. And before we talk about Meal Connect, which, of course, I'm really excited to do, I want to talk a little bit about um, Feeding America and the sort of the picture of, of hunger in this country. So for those of you who don't know, Feeding America is uh, the country's largest domestic hunger relief organization. So we are leading the charge to end hunger in America. Um, and I'm not going to read off all of these stats here, but suffice it to say that um, besides being you know, the largest, we're also uh, the second largest domestic charity and um, are pretty efficient as an organization as well. Even with all of that, hunger and food waste persists uh, in, in America. And I know everyone is familiar with food waste here um, and are curious to learn more, but, but the sort of the flip side there is that food insecurity still exists. Um, over 37 million folks in this country struggle with hunger um, every day. And of course, uh, over 72 billion pounds of food go to waste each year. So we are in, we're engaged in the work in trying to sort of uh, uh, um, true that up. And again, uh, food waste is an urgent threat. Um, over $218 billion worth of food is thrown away each year. Well over 20% of landfill volume is food waste and 21% of fresh water that is used to, pre to produce weight food that's never eaten in this country. <clears throat> so again, uh, increased in nutritious, increasing access to nutritious food is something that Feeding America um, is really uh, digging into quite deeply. And we've been um, doing this work for well over four decades um, because hunger is everywhere in this country, but some counties have very high levels of need. Um, Feeding America has, has a process, right? As I mentioned, we've been um, around since the 70s um, and continue to evolve. And it really, uh, it, it involves um, several different groups of stakeholders. And I'll go into each one sort of um, uh, in a second. The donors, our network, which I'll talk about, our agencies, which of course I'll talk about. And then of course, the 37 million hungry Americans uh, and, and what, what that look, who they look like, who they are and why they might need charitable food assistance. So those donors that, that I mentioned, they're growers, they're processors, there's restaurants, manufacturers, really any food business um, that, uh, that, produces, that produces surplus food. Um, we, are, we are working to engage them to try to rescue as much of that surplus as we possibly can, divert it from the waste stream uh, because it, there's, it's still wholesome uh, consumable food um, and then get it to folks who, who need it. And that Feeding America network consists of our national office where Nate and I work. Uh, we're headquartered in Chicago and we've got an office in Washington, DC. 
that um, specializes in, in government advocacy. And I saw that um, SNAP benefits were just increased by almost 25%. So that's, that's huge. Um, but, uh, but we as a national office and as a network of those 200 member food banks um, leverage technology, resources, strategy, advocacy um, to get the work done to help uh, mobilize folks in every community and, um, and uh, connect resources with people who need them. If you've ever been to a Feeding America food bank, you know that they're a little different than agencies. Well, they're a lot different. Um, a food bank is several hundred thousand square feet of a warehouse space um, with, uh, that, uh, with some offices that run programs, social programs or assistance programs out of them. But largely they operate as sort of gigantic clearinghouses for donated food or perhaps um, a very uh, low cost uh, wholesale product. Um, that then these partner agencies of the Feeding America Food Bank then uh, secure from the food bank um, to then serve to the food insecure neighbors. And those agencies are food pantries, youth programs, community kitchens, soup kitchens, senior centers, um, homeless shelters. Uh, you kind of get the picture. It's, it's the smaller, um, more grassroots organizations that the Feeding America Food Bank works in concert with to serve and support over 37 million folks facing food insecurity. And those folks um, could be, it could be episodic or it could be chronic. They could be victims of disaster. It could be, or they could be working poor. It could be somebody, it could be a family that is just barely making ends meet. And, and there's an emergency in the family, the car breaks down, there's a doctor's bill and the monthly budget gets stretched uh, and, and can't, can't uh, make ends meet. And so they need charitable food assistance uh, to, to sort of keep, keep, um, keep everyone uh, fed. And that's who, vis that's who visits our network. And that's sort of how the process works. To speak to that a little bit more, uh, I'm gonna enlist the help of uh, our Central Illinois Food Bank CEO, Pam Molitoris. So, uh, this food bank is a smaller food bank. It's in uh, Spring Springfield, Illinois, which is a smaller town in the middle of Illinois. It's our state capital, um, but it doesn't have access to the same types of resources that we might in Chicago or Los Angeles or New York City. Um, and so uh, uh, I'll let her speak to how she engages with uh, the Feeding American Network. We could not do the work that we do here without Feeding America. The partnership is absolutely incredible. Um, we rely on Feeding America to get new ideas. We rely on them for expertise. We rely on them when we run into issues. If we have a question, we're a smaller food bank and we may not have as many resources as others. We know that there are always people at Feeding America that can help us navigate through some of these tougher issues. And honestly, I don't know what we'd do without them. Well, as I appreciate that, Pam, and as, as kind of words as they are, um, I'll just underscore that when she says Feeding America, she's not just referring to uh, Nate and me, you know, in a, in a skyscraper in Chicago. She's really referring to all of her food banking peers across the country um, that, that, um, that can offer advice and support. Okay, <clears throat> but now that we're on the topic of Feeding America and the national office, um, Meal Connect is one of the things that we do uh, that we, you know, have provided um, and continue to evolve in support of food banks and food bankers like Pam. So Meal Connect is the first nationally available food donation app. It means that in every county in the United States where there's a Feeding America Food Bank or one of its partner agencies, which is everywhere in this country, you can, if you're a food business, you can post a donation onto mealconnect.org and it will get routed to that uh, particular organization based on zip code, based on where you are. It's free, it's safe, and it's fast. 
So again, we're in the business of collecting as much um, wholesome surplus product as possible. We are not in the business, I say in the business, uh, we're, we're not in the business of making money. We don't, we're not trying to charge for this. In fact, it's 100% free for, for food businesses to use, for our food banks, for pantries, for volunteer drivers, for anybody. Um, we wanna make this a readily available um, and it's safe and it's fast. You're working with the Feeding American Network um, we are, uh, you know, we, we helped push forward the Bill Emerson Good Samaritan Act, which hold food businesses um, uh, uh, without liability if they are donating their extra food in good faith. Um, and we've even built it out so that not only food businesses can donate wherever they are, but even trucks hauling rejected loads can be routed to a Feeding America food bank to donate their extra surplus. Just looking everywhere in the supply chain where that where we might res rescue extra food and divert it from the work from the waste stream. Imagine a, a truckload of I always say Cheerios uh, barreling down the highway going towards that Target store um, for whatever reason. Maybe the the a couple of cases got um, uh, damaged in transit, or maybe the quantity was wrong. That Target store is going to reject that delivery. Do they want what they ordered? They don't want what they didn't order. And now that trucker can go to Meal Connect, post a donation and then automatically be rerouted to the nearest Feeding America food bank. So they can receive those, the, that extra food that's got its entire shelf life in front of it, and then um, uh, work with their food pantry network to get it out uh, so folks can, um, can benefit. So some quick stats, um, since 2014, um, uh, we are, we've started to um, achieve some pretty heady numbers here. Um, 2.9 billion pounds of food rescued across Mill Connect. That's super huge. We are just knocking on the door of 3 billion. 2.7 million pickups uh, transacted across Mill Connect. That's everything from those reoccurring pickups from Targets, Walmarts, and Kroger's where they get picked up on a daily basis um, to those ad hoc ones where it's a mom and pop or it's a restaurant going to mealconnect.org, posting their extra food and someone swinging by to pick it up. Over 10,200 hunger relief organizations are using Meal Connect um, on a daily basis. Um, over 35,000 donor locations using Meal Connect are, are in Meal Connect. Um, and we talk about 17,000 workdays saved. Those are workdays um, for our network. That's somebody working at a food bank, volunteering at a, at a soup kitchen or a food pantry that doesn't have to do data entry um, at a computer that can get out um, back into the community um, improve the services that they're providing for food insecure folks, enhancing the, the relationships they have with food businesses so that more food can flow into our network and we can serve more food insecure folks. As many as 37 million, um, there's still probably more out there that are not yet counted. All this can't be done without the wonderful relationships that we have at Feeding America. Um, and I always am so thrilled to be able to talk about the sponsors that allow Meal Connect to be 100% free for anybody to use. General Mills, Google.org, and Walmart Foundation. I'm so thrilled that they continue to see value in what we're doing and how we're evolving Mill Connect over time. <clears throat> so as we evolve Mill Connect over time, we are, we are really doing this to, to do two things. Um, we are looking to expand Mill Connect so we can continue to make it the go-to tool for any food business, no matter what vertical they're in but also we want to access better food waste data. So we have a better understanding of where that surplus really is, where there's opportunity to rescue more food, um, and then pair that up with uh, food, better food insecurity numbers that we're collecting elsewhere in the organization to then again, provide additional insights to folks like Pam uh, and down in Springfield. 
And this will allow us to maximize food donations, as I mentioned, improve network coordination, like I just talked about, and expand those food rescue opportunities. So and before I talk about where we're taking Milk Connect, I wanna just sort of recognize that retail and wholesale donations are Feeding America's largest food stream, primary sources of highly perishable items such as milk, protein, and fresh produce. And all of this, all of that product is really towards the end of its shelf life. This is product that's been sitting on the shelf, waiting for someone to purchase it. And when new product comes in to replace it, um, the, the store owner, the store manager has got two options. Um, they, can, they can throw it away or they can place it in the donation bin, the donation bin, sorry. Um, and then somebody from the Feeding American Network, either the food bank, soup kitchen or pantry, will swing by and pick that up. And then we work to get it um, as quickly as possible for to food insecure folks so that the lion's share of that remaining shelf life is enjoyed by them, not sitting in a warehouse, not sitting on a shelf, but um, in their kitchen. But also this enhances the relationship between the food pants, <laughs> food pants, food pan, food banks, their vetted partner pantries and local stores, um, and which will then lead to sustained donations and transportation efficiencies. More often, going more often, um, uh, results in more donations, a better relationship, a more productive relationship. And Meal Connect provides a quick, convenient way to donate unsold healthy food from retail locations um, and nourishing uh, hungry neighbors, right? Um, Meal Connect is that technology tool that makes all of this easier. Imagine, um, you know, a, a food bank, I mentioned Springfield, Illinois, think about Chicago, Illinois, or the town where you live. How many, re how many food retailers are there? How many soup kitchens or food pantries? Pam and her team have to manage hundreds of many to one connections uh, 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 to make sure that those stores are getting picked up on a reoccurring basis. And Meal Connect makes it easy for her to do so with a digital dashboard and also makes it easy for that food, uh, food pantry volunteer to, um, to submit data back to Feeding America so everybody knows what was picked up. So <clears throat> how does Meal Connect work? So it really is pretty simple. You go to the website, um, it asks a couple of questions. Uh, where is the food located? Um, you can take a picture of what the food is, um, describe it a little bit more. We try to sort of skirt that line between making sure that somebody who, um, who's gonna receive that notification about the donation has enough information to make, uh, make an informed decision um, <clears throat> and knows exactly what they're getting without burdening the, the food donor. If we can't get this done in 30 seconds to a minute, then, then we're, we're not doing our job because food businesses are in the, they're there to serve their customers. They're not there to, to post donations. So we really want to make it easy for them. But then the algorithm goes ahead and matches it with the, with the, the correct uh, food, uh, Feeding America Food Bank and, and Soup Kitchen or Food Pantry. Um, and then the food business that posted the donation, posted the donation gets, um, gets a notification when somebody accepts it and they, uh, and as, um, selected one of the, the pickup windows that they've offered. So on top of all of that, as I mentioned, Milk Connect continues to evolve. Um, it's, it's changing and we are right just a few weeks away from launching um, really what is we are in, um, internally calling our 2.0 release because it's such a big game changer. So again, today Milk Connect is, is a local food rescue solution. Um, all the things I just talked about, I'm not going to drain that particular bit. But tomorrow in this little box on the right, uh, Meal Connect is building on those helpful features by adding and improving a robust produce offering stage. And my colleague Nate here is going to talk about just what that means. But organizations can find the produce they need from Feeding America, 
state associations. We've got uh, uh, state associations of food banks that help organize large donations and agri-hubs. Again, Nate will talk about that more easily and to build more economic loads more quickly. Peer-to-peer -peer sharing to better match supply and demand um, so that organizations in our network can offer surplus product um, to their regional sharing groups or directly to individual members much more efficiently, transparently, and with greater equity. So the idea that, you know, again, <laughs> over COVID, we saw that extreme imbalance between areas of the country that are produce rich and areas of the country that have uh, a, a real um, absence of resources. And the produce rich areas, um, the food banks had so much produce of that local, uh, local produce, they couldn't take anymore. And the farmers were forced to dump out the milk, plow under the oranges or the corn, whatever it was. And now with this peer-to-peer -peer sharing, all of, the, all of the 200 food banks are in our network are now digitally connected on one platform so that the food bank in an area that's rich can say yes to everything, post it onto Milk Connect and share it with their food banking peers so that the food banks that are in areas that don't have that bounty can say yes and easily transport that over. And again, I say easily, mobile, more user-friendly design. Meal Connect has been mobile friendly and we are extending that into this produce area where people are, if you they're out in the field, they're doing work. Very rarely are folks uh, working with produce sitting behind a computer. We needed to make sure that Meal Connect would be mobile and user-friendly for them so that they can do the work where they are and not, not um, force them to change. And with that, I will turn it over to Nate Crone uh, to talk about uh, produce through Feeding America. Nate. Thank you, Justin. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Crone. I'm with the Food um, Agri-Food Sourcing Partnerships at Feeding America, supporting the produce team. Justin, if you want to go ahead and advance to the next slide. Uh, supply, demand, and prioritize commodities. So this was a recent study done with McKinsey Group to really identify what our current supply is and how much more food we need. Uh, on the ag sourcing team, we work with protein, produce, and dairy. And if you wanna look at these numbers for a second, uh, we need a lot more produce. We need to double the produce that moves through our network. Uh, at the bottom of the slide under produce, you're gonna see some very specific commodities, apples, carrots, citrus, potatoes, cabbage, sweet potatoes, and onions. And uh, the question here is why these? Um, we refer to these as the hard seven. Uh, these are produce commodities that are incredibly sturdy, uh, durable, have a longer shelf life, move easily through our food bank system, and is readily available. Why produce? I, I think the simple answer to this is the same for ourselves individually, why produce? Uh, quite frankly, it's the food that leads to a better quality of life. Uh, Nutrient-rich foods to support people's bodies and people's minds. Uh, working with the USDA on a, uh, on a plate breakdown we know that produce needs to be about half of everyone's uh, food intake. Um, produce is obviously a challenge too. Uh, produce, with produce and donations, uh, the clock is always running and it's later than you think, right? We're dealing with highly perishable product that needs to move quickly through the network. So working with Meal Connect and working with a, a way to move produce faster, share it faster, and find a home to our neighbors in need is of paramount importance. Um, looking at these slides, some pretty incredible numbers, billions of pounds of nutritious fruits and vegetables go to waste each year. That's really the market we're trying to tack into, right? Uh, we have uh, incredible partners of all scales and sizes, right, from the um, importers in multiple parts of the country to um, growers, packers, and shippers in multiple states. 
Um, but really, we're working with this new program in Meal Connect to really find a way to bring more people into the fold, get more people to post onto Meal Connect itself and share produce faster, more efficiently, and to reach more people. Uh, why don't we go to the next slide? Uh, delivering produce. Um, why don't we actually start, start here on the top right of the slide? 868 million pounds of fresh produce enters our network through the produce program. That's the national program um, with approximately 25% coming from FANO. That's the national office. The rest of this large number is our partners, our state associations that have sourcers in the field working with growers, packers, and shippers. And this is also our agri-hubs, um, uh, incredible uh, resources for our members to find more available produce. We move 1.5 billion pounds of fruits and vegetables. The rest of that number from the 868 million is what is done sourced locally at the food bank. So donors in their area that they have relationships with that donate specifically to that food bank. Uh, incredible numbers in 2020, we provided 195 meals of produce. Um, and clearly that's something we need to, again, we need to double that number. That, that is the charge in front of us. 72% of the food secured for the neighbors in need um, is classified as foods to encourage. Foods to encourage is really a way of saying these are the healthy foods again. Support the body, support the mind. We need more of these foods in the charitable food system. Uh, produce considerations. Um, when I look at this, you know, key challenges and, and main takeaways, again, looking at perishability, uh, partnering with the Meal Connect team to provide a resource for produce that moves full FTLs of produce as well as smaller, you know, pallet size offers of produce. We have found a way to really connect with the food banks and their ability to share amongst each other. Uh, so traditionally how sharing might work is a donation comes through the national office or to a food bank and the donor reaches out and says, we have product available and we reach out to share that product. So we're waiting on emails, responses or phone calls. And now with Meal Connect, we're able to uh, either train donors to uh, go ahead and uh, donate product on the Meal Connect platform itself or on our behalf at Feeding America, we can post those donations as well. But what that does, regardless of location, these donations will get donated to the first and closest available food bank to that point of donation. Uh, with produce and with all other streams, the importance of supporting the local donation and the regional donation is, is critical. Uh, of perishability and also that donors, it's important for them to make connections in the areas that they work um, and that their, uh, their own members of their team work. It's a really a community-based aspect to sharing locally. So with Meal Connect, we really support that sharing methodology by all donations being offered to the local food bank first. And from there, due to capacity reasons or potentially um, there might be a cost added to it, uh, they cannot accept it. That will get moved to their regional sharing groups, to other food banks. And if it can't be taken at that level, it will be moved regionally to the state associations or agri-hubs. And at that point, if the donation can't move, we will post that nationally uh, on Meal Connect for all food banks to see. Great. Actually, I think it's back to you. Thanks, Nate. <clears throat> that was awesome. I'm always so um, floored by the amount of infrastructure it takes to move all of that produce through uh, just around the country and through our network. But more specifically, and getting back to Meal Connect, um, <clears throat> Meal Connect uh, is, has undergone re a recent facelift. So we're super excited about the changes to MealConnect.org. Um, and, and I want to just take a second uh, to talk about um, this new sort of marketing push, I suppose. So in addition to the website facelift, um, we're also going to do some B2B marketing in um, select areas around the country, and then we'll scale as, as appropriate. But part of that is a campaign media kit that, um, that our Feeding America food banks in those areas are getting 
to then share out with the food businesses that they don't yet have a relationship with. And included in that kit is a backroom poster so that the, um, the store employees know that it's easy to donate their extra food. Again, getting to the folks who are handling that product uh, so that they don't throw it away. So that if it's wholesome, if it's uh, consumable, they put it in the donate box and not the trash bin. So we can reduce the wasted, um, the food waste and divert from the waste stream and, and save that, ex that wholesome food uh, for somebody to, who needs it. In addition, uh, the, the staff will be getting little pieces of flair, which um, I know that they'll really appreciate, but we want them to feel really excited about um, what, their, what their store is doing. And we want to engage the, uh, the customer base as well. So, um, so not only will the staff feel excited about it, but the customers will see these buttons and the little window cling where you see this, bus this business rescues food. There'll be a window cling there again, sort of raising the awareness of um, the easy possibility of donating, donating extra food and celebrating food businesses uh, for doing that. Really um, try to try to include them in not only in the fight against hunger, but in, in uh, making them part of the solution uh, against uh, uh, food waste. That's, that's it. I want to thank you for your time and attention um, and, and listening to us. If you've got more questions, you can learn more at mealconnect.org or feedingamerica.org. Um, both places, if you want to reach out to my team, have a way to uh, email somebody either at the national office uh, where Nate and I work, or if you go to mealconnect.org, it'll specifically go to my team. But um, I'm just so thrilled that you're interested in, and, and I hope, hope uh, you found, it, found the information useful. So Stu, uh, do we have any questions? Well, first I wanna thank both you and Nathan for your presentations. And now, yes, we will begin with the Q&A portion of the program. And the following questions are for either or both of our speakers to address. First question is, recovering almost 2 billion pounds of fresh produce from the waste stream each year is impressive. Can you speak more about the challenges of increasing that amount to meet the needs across the country? Nate, I'll let you take this one. This is out of my wheelhouse. The challenge is to increase that food, to double that number we saw earlier. Uh, a lot of that is it's advocacy. It's working with these growers, packers, and shippers that have product. It's finding ways to rescue that food in a timely manner to make sure it can find a home. Um, it's a bringing attention to anyone that has excess food that can submit onto the platform any donations. So we have a large job ahead of us of, of marketing, letting people know who we are and what we do and how easy that job is to post product into the network. Um, you know, obviously with produce too, we're at the behest of mother nature. So uh, we need to wait to harvest to see both uh, what, what the uh, crop size is and what the market is that represents that. And um, in addition to that, you know, growers, um, they have other streams as well. They have secondary markets, be it a juice market for apples, be it a dehydrator market for potatoes. We're also needing to, you know, uh, find a possibility for our stream and that as well too. So that really has a lot to do with, do they have access and are we being good partners, uh, both by providing them tools and solutions to donate and by doing that in a way that does not affect their bottom line or their business and actually enhances that. So that's really the challenge that's ahead of us. And um, we're up to it. The next question is, how can consumers help reduce the amount of wasted food across the food supply chain in the United States? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start, but then Nate, if I, you know, if you please feel free to chime in too. But 
I think as consumers, um, you know, we, I'll say we op- um, occupy a really powerful position in the marketplace. We, we can drive decision-making at businesses with our dollars. And so um, kind of, I think, you know, Nate said advocacy in his last answer. And I agree. I think, you know, uh, as consumers, we can become champions. We can become advocates for food rescue and um, to encourage the businesses that we go to to be more mindful and intentional about how they handle unsaleables, product that is not leaving to the front door, air quotes, but leaving to the back door. Um, what can be donated? Uh, how can you quickly turn that around? Uh, I think, you know, Nate called it out. We don't want to burden these food businesses. We want them to stay in business. We want to make it as easy as possible for them to donate um, so that they can continue to, uh, so that we can continue to be the beneficiaries of their extra because every food business um, is going to have extra and we would just want to um, uh, make it easy enough, uh, make it as easy as possible for them to donate that extra food. Um, Nate, any further thoughts there? I'm not sure I missed something. Um, you know, a lot of it too is I, I think in it's consumer education and our own consumer purchases, right? I mean, we all know that most of the food waste, uh, a lot of that, I don't have the stats in front of me, probably occurs from our own refrigerators. So I think being, um, being good stewards of our portion sizes and what we purchase and what we bring into our homes can certainly be something that doesn't have to end up in a garbage at the end of it. And that's all food that could be available to a neighbor in need. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just build off of that. Nate, you made me think of one more thing. You know, if you go to feedingamerica.org, there's a, um, a subpage called Food Bank Finder, and you can find your local Feeding America food bank. And it could be that food businesses in your community um, you know, beyond the, the, the retail ones, beyond the ones where you actually set foot in, but I'm talking like further up the supply chain, the packers, the distributors, the wholesalers, they may not even realize that they can donate their extra food, that that food still has value to somebody when somebody, when it's not being sold. Um, and so if you can help make that initial connection, just let them know that that Feeding America food bank is in that community. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm almost positive that somebody at the food bank um, is going to respond to that phone call and, um, and thank you for it. Um, that's another way that you can help sort of a less obvious way of reducing food waste in your community. What about the large number of smaller food pantries throughout the United States? Does Meal Connect only get used by the larger Feeding America food banks? Yeah. I really like this question a lot because, you know, we talk about Feeding America and Feeding America does have some brand recognition, right? It's sort of the good housekeeping seal of approval for food rescue and hunger relief. Um, but I want to go back to sort of that, that one of the earlier slides when I talked about the, the, the network itself. Um, it is 200 food banks, but it's also 60,000 soup kitchens and food pantries. So when we talk about Feeding America, that's an umbrella term that sort of calls out those, six, those 60,000 soup kitchens and food pantries as well. Every food bank is going to partner with hundreds uh, of, um, of those smaller organizations to actually um, feed food insecure folks. There are food banks that have a pantry on site, but m- many of them don't. And so when we think about the, the big food banks, and not all of them are well-resourced, like, you know, like in the bigger cities, uh, uh, some of them, like, you know, you heard from Pam, um, some of them are, uh, are gonna be partnering with those smaller organizations. And we really want to make sure that, um, that the food that gets posted onto Meal Connect goes uh, as quickly as possible out into the community. 
So while the local food bank really is the arbiter of those relationships between the food bank and the, um, the community partners, um, Meal Connect is a great tool to, um, to get that food out to as many, to make it available for pickup um, to as many food uh, rescue organizations uh, that the local Feeding America Food Bank um, is partnering with. Well, thanks very much, guys. And to conclude this session, I'd like to thank Justin and Nathan for presenting. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. It would mean the world if you would take a moment to rate or review this podcast. And if you share it with us on one of our social networks, we are giving out some fun, nothing wasted podcast swag. So just tag us and see what you get. Thanks so much. Yeah.